Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we inspire collaborative thinking, improved outcomes, and business success with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders and influencers. And now your host, Saul Marquez. All right, Outcomes Rocket listeners, welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, the show where you could get together with today's most inspiring and successful healthcare leaders. If you like what you listen to today, don't be shy. Click the subscribe button and hit the like. Give us your review. We're always interested in hearing what you think. I have an outstanding guest today. His name is Ari Tula. He's the CEO and co-founder at Better Doctor. He's been in the business for quite some time, and really what Better Doctor does is they're a comprehensive doctor data engine that powers the healthcare market with accurate doctor data. Better Doctor helps validate and deliver accurate doctor data to health plans, health systems, and hundreds of other companies, and they're doing some really outstanding things. What I want to do is, is just flip over the mic to Ari to finish that introduction and maybe fill in any of the gaps that I may have missed. Ari, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much. Uh, as I said, my name is uh, Ari Tula. I started Better Doctor about uh, six years ago. And uh, my beginning story is uh, like many other healthcare entrepreneurs that uh, came from outside the healthcare. I had uh, family health issues for a decade and I felt really frustrated. Uh, first, uh, fighting with health in uh, Europe and uh, moving to the US about 10 years ago, things escalated and the navigation problem was really big. We couldn't really find the right care. So on that idea, I transitioned from video games into healthcare. And the idea was to try to make the healthcare system more transparent, more easy to navigate, easy to use. And really, I was hoping to be able to level the playing field. Because as a patient, you are often at your weakest when you're looking for a new doctor, you're looking for care. And today, the system is really not uh, helping you too much. It's really built in a way that it's hard to find the care, hard to find the right uh, providers. Ari, I love that your focus is transparency and it's access because at that point, like you mentioned, you know, the as a patient, we're at our at our most vulnerable point. And when we need the help, it's it's so important to get that help that we need. And it sounds like you got into the medical sector because of, of just wanting to solve a problem that you had. And am I correct in that assessment? Yeah, it, it was, I mean, I could call myself as a, uh, like a super user. So I was uh, navigating. We spent about five, six months in a few years' time with my wife to try to find the right care. And we had complicated issues that, you know, you can't go to a normal PCP and get care. So we got uh, some procedures done that have only been done a few hundred times on the planet. And that's not the wow. normal thing you find on the web. And uh, right. nobody has that on their bio. So you really have to investigate and go deep. So we worked directly with health systems. We worked directly with uh, some new companies that were trying to build like a doctor house on steroids where they had a statistician, they had a DNA person, a doctor and others who were trying to find the right provider, the right uh, solution for you. And that, of course, cost a lot of money. And, and luckily, we had the money, we had the time and the tenacity to go through it and, and we found care. And uh, I felt that, you know, what we went through 99% of people couldn't do because they just don't have the time, the will, or the money to do it. So I wanted to kind of try to level the playing field by providing that information into people's hands. And to me, healthcare is a million problems. And if you talk to any healthcare leaders today who are in big companies, they don't need to know about many more problems. They already know there are problems. They need solutions. So I wanted to focus on one thing, which is the data. 
and the access and the transparency. And those are the things we've been working now for six years. And maybe we have nibbled and helped a little bit. I mean, it's a massively complicated problem. So you don't solve it over time. And even maybe in a, in a two decades, but you know, you want to nibble it and make it a bit better every day and keep grinding. I think that's great. And you sure are definitely grinding, Ari. And, you know, and actually just to something personal, like I recently, you know, I was, I'm on the market and I actually am already scheduled, but you know, hey, let's put it out there, right? I was looking for a vasectomy. And how do I get a vasectomy? You know, who can I talk to about that? And frankly, it's not a lot was out there. And I really struggled to find a doctor and to find the person that had reviews where patients like, hey, something like a vasectomy is, is this, you want to know that they're going to do a great job. And finally, I was able through a lot of strenuous research and just chatting with people find the right doctor that was going to meet my needs. And so maybe if you guys are looking for another niche, that's one that you want to tackle. It's actually an interesting point. I mean, I have been using vasectomy as an example for, for many, many, many times. Have you? Talks. Because the thing is that, you know, vasectomy is a very risk-free operation. It's quick and simple. And it's often elective, meaning that it's cash pay. That's correct. Meaning that it's a really good procedure for, for providers. So if you think about the yield of revenue out of that procedure, it's one of the highest, I think. And still people don't market. Like people don't go to the market and say, I'm doing that. And, right. and that's really the challenge that we don't match. I mean, there are millions of patients looking for help today on the web. And as we all know, when they go to the doctor Google, they end up having cancer. And that's not the most, uh, <laughs> not the best way to you know, treat the person. Right, I agree. Of, anxiety is massive. I mean, like you go search for vasectomy and then suddenly you have testicular cancer. I mean, that's not a great deal to do. Yeah, no, totally agree. And, and so, yeah, I mean, and I know that everybody listening probably has a story that they could relate to here. And for those of you that want answers and maybe want more transparency, like I'm just curious, uh, Ari, you know, what do you feel the best way they could get that? My frustration is a little bit the fact that, you know, what we did and started uh, six years ago, we went through the whole market. We looked at all the players out there who are building consumer tools, who are building employer tools, who are building different transparency settings in health plans and outside. And uh, we found that, you know, there are many, many ideas. And I think we were excited that there's a lot of ideas. People are trying, people are hoping to solve this problem. And now, six years later, we did the same study. And uh, it really hasn't evolved a whole lot. There are very few companies that have been able to really you know, tackle this problem and do something meaningful. I mean, I like the fact that, you know, ZocDoc has been working for 10 years on online booking. I think they have done really good work there. A lot of the EMR companies have been trying to do the online booking because that's a good for the PCP, for the dentist case, for sure. book online. But then if you think about the real meat where you can type in, let's say, vasectomy, or you can type knee replacement and really find the real answers. I don't think that exists today. And Why do you think that is? Yeah, this is, I think, the billion-dollar question today, not the million-dollar anymore, because, I mean, I know it's, it's massively valuable. So there are a few reasons. And um, we started in the beginning to kind of try to unlock the data. Mm -hmm. It's not that hard to build the normal directory of all the doctors. You can use the government databases, licensing databases, and so forth, and you can build that. But then if you really want to change the game, you need to understand what the doctors do beyond speciality. You need to understand claims data. You need to understand something about the quality. You need to understand something about uh, clinical quality, uh, peer feedback quality, the consumer feedback. And then also you need to be able to understand, uh, do they accept my health plan? Those are some things that without, you can't really make a good decision. And those things are completely locked in today. You can't access these. Even if you pay a lot of money, you can look at them, but you can't provide them for the patient. There's no money that you can buy today, claims data and scale, and really provide a system 
for the patient. And I mean, there are a couple of companies like, like Amino. I think they're doing really great work on trying to open up some of these data points. But being holistic on that is almost impossible today. Yeah. And it's really interesting that it is that way. And it'll be interesting to see how it evolves and, and what you guys could do about it. So transparency is obviously key. What are you guys doing to make transparency happen and unlock that data? How are you guys doing that? So we, we were running in the beginning, we were a lot like, we were basically an open table for doctors, a lot like ZocDoc. We had uh, the doctor directory, we had online scheduling, we had mobile apps and, and websites. We had, you know, millions of people using our service for many years. And we, we struggled to, you know, create the meaning. We were the first company out there that opened up the Medicare claims data on a provider level, meaning that you were able to type in knee replacement, you find a doctor in your vicinity, in your network, who has done that procedure the most often in the last two years. So that was really valuable information. That's pretty but, cool, yeah. But pe- people were not looking for that. I mean, people were not maybe ready for it because nobody expected that you can know that information. And then many people said, how can I trust that? I mean, like, how did you get that information? I never seen that. So it's mm-hmm. like you need to educate the market. And one thing we learned in that process came by accident and surprise. But from the very beginning, I started to get phone calls on my cell phone almost every day from the patients saying, hey, I'm here. I mean, I went to your website. Great work. I love it. But I'm here at the doctor's office and the doctor is not here. I'm here at the hospital and there's a hole on the ground. And then ah. I get calls from doctors and saying, hey, what's happening? Like, I have a patient walking my home address on a weekend. Oh, I my have, goodness. I have a dr- drug addict calling me on my cell line. Like, oh, they, wow. They, they heard about me from your website. And we were puzzled. We, we had bought data from all the industry players. We had used uh, the data from the government. Wow. And we, we basically found out that the doctor information on the web, on directories, is... 80% at best accurate, and the 20% is just pointing at the wrong place. Wow. And we had no idea. And that basically started a fight in our company. We were like, how do we fix that? And we built a team to make phone calls to every doctor in California a few years ago. And we found out huh. that there's no data that is more accurate than 78% today in the marketplace. Think about that for a moment. Like nobody, the health plans or the health systems or the directories out there or the consumer services, none of them know not to even talk about the government database, the NPI, the government database of providers is 50% or more incorrect today because it has all the old data. Nobody has ever removed it. So that became kind of the first problem that we started to fix three years ago. And we are still on that. So we are basically today validating data directly from the providers, from the staff, from administrators and collecting information like demographic data, name, address, phone number, specialities, the interest areas. Think about like AIDS, IV, AIDS or hypertension. We are collecting data like what networks they are accepting, uh, license number, NPR number, and, and many other points. And that's the only way to make the data correct is to go to the marketplace and collect it. And we mainly do that for the health plans today who have to have accurate data by because of new regulation in the marketplace. So that's the first step we are doing. And it may sound kind of strange that you know we are 2017 and what we do basically is collect data from the doctors directly to fill in the database. 50% of the data has never been collected. Wow. All right. This is just mind-boggling. And it seems like the business changed completely. And now you guys are focused on providing accurate provider data. Exactly. So what, what excitement there kind of came from is that we learned that, you know, we can innovate every day, like 24-7, and try to push the needle forward. But it's super hard because... Uh, you are only one entity. And then there are thousands of other companies out there. Many people who are listening to this podcast who are thinking of new companies and, and thinking of new ideas to, to found a company. And their challenge is that there are no 
tools, there are no platforms to innovate upon. So what I'm trying to build in the last three years we've been trying to do is to provide tools for the marketplace to enable and speed up innovation. Because think about, so I was in the gaming for a long time. In the 90s, basically, we built a game. We have to build the AI engine. We have to build the whole gaming engine from the scratch every time, the mm-hmm. graphic engines. You know, that took years. Now you can go to Unity and other systems that basically are like Legos. You can build the game with existing tools and you right. have tools for everything. That whole tooling is, is missing in healthcare. In travel, you know, you want to build the travel side. You don't need to call every hotel and ask for airline and build the pipeline. You can use Amadeus and Sabre and others and you are done with it. It takes a few days. So that's something we are trying to build is like this API layering for the information in healthcare. And there are many, many, many challenges. Like we are not looking at the patient data at all. We are only looking at the provider information. But right. we are seeing that there are thousands of people who are interested about it. I mean, we just hit the 2,000 mark on our API. Our developers, 2,000 developers are using it today. And that to me is exciting because those people Congrats. are all innovating and building new things on top of our tools. And you know, Ari, the thing that sticks out here to me is if you're in the medical space and you're looking to make calculated decisions based off of investments or just capital that you have to make something happen, if you're making that on data that is dirty, then good luck. <laughs> and that's the thing. If we take only you know, one player in this, which are the health plans. So where does the dirty provider data impact? Uh, claims processing, compliance, network adequacy, care management, and of course the consumer experience, because if you go to directory and you find wrong information and you go there, you get care from a provider from the other location that they don't accept your plan and you end up paying $10,000. Think wow. about that's just because of provider data. Some people are saying that there are you know, $20 billion plus impact for the market only in the health plan side because of bad data. So it is critical to get it right. Eric, can you give an example to the listeners how you have made an impact, maybe with uh, one of your constituents right now, maybe like uh, why don't, if, we're, if we're on the topic of health plans, maybe health plan success story? Yeah, I mean, sir, I mean, I don't, I don't want to name names because yeah, you, you know, don't have you know, to. This is a market that, you know, naming somebody big companies, it's not, I need to ask you permission first. But I mean, yeah. anecdotal, I think, you know, in some cases we are able to, in the last two years, to clean data, for example, in California from, let's say, 75% accuracy to 95% accuracy and wow. be able to keep it higher than that. So it means that before you, every 10 time you went to call a provider, you found wrong information. And now, you know, it's less frequent. So that's an immediate impact. And not only that, but also there were providers that are dead. I mean, we have found today more than 500 dead providers in directories of different kinds. And I mean, some of them have been there for five years, 10 years. I mean, think about if you are trying to book an appointment for a provider and that provider has been dead for five years, you're going to immediately lose trust for anyone who was providing that data for you. Right. No, that's interesting. So you obviously have a vision, right? You believe that in the future, you're going to be able to make a, an enormous impact. Where do you see better doctor and data, healthcare data in 10 years? I think if, if I go kind of more macro, I mean, I think what we work on is, is one of the maybe 20 problems that are there today. I think the number one problem uh, by far is the, the movement of patient records. That whole portability challenge that I can't take my medical record and move it around. The doctor that I go to can't access it in real time. And you often can't access that at all. You can't really give care appropriately if you 
don't know the history. And that one topic, I mean, I, I would love to expand a bit. So I, I believe that in 10 years already, maybe it takes a bit more, but in 10 years, we are starting to look at medicine differently. We are starting to look at the longitudinal view, really personalized medicine based on, you know, our from the DNA to microbiome or whatever you call it. Right. But the idea is that it's critical to know your past. And let's say if you are 20 year old, you don't really have the past, then it's critical to know your parents' past and maybe your grandparents' past. So the people who have, are going to sequence their families in three generations are going to be in a great position in the future because they have more back data. And I think all the old medical records that are on the paper today, they are dusting in some, some basement. Those will become immensely valuable because we have to understand the back data and the longitudinal view on this. Because if you don't have that, you can't predict. AI, machine learning, data science will rule the world. And the people who are able to learn more faster will win the game. Same as, you know, if you have data on your family history from three generations, you're going to be in a great position to find care, at least in a better position than many other people who don't have that. So For that's sure. one element that I'm really excited about. And then I think the other one is that I think the, the whole shopping of healthcare, it will be fixed in 10 years. That will change the way I think, uh, it will change what the industry leaders. My feeling is that in 10 years, we're going to see a number of new companies we're going to see a number of companies from other industries coming to healthcare. And I'm almost certain that uh, one of the companies of Google, Apple, Amazon, Facebook will play a significant role in healthcare in 10 years. Because if you look at those companies, you know, growth patterns, they almost have to go to healthcare because that's the biggest market in the U.S. And, and globally also, it's probably the biggest market they can grow. So those sure. two things is like, you know, the, really the, 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 making data portable and longitudinal and then uh, being able to build a good shopping experience for the patients. It really means more like, you know, making healthcare more of a market. Today, it's not really a market. Yeah, for sure. No, I think that's a good call out. And you've been working on this project for quite some time. And, and really, it's a really strong mission-driven project. What would you say your proudest leadership experience or moment in medicine that you've experienced to date is? So the proudest moment, I mean, I think from a perspective of me being able to have an impact into the, the healthcare universe has been that, you know, I've been able to share my story many, many, many times. And I've been able to kind of share my learnings from other industries and reflect those in the context of the healthcare world. And I, I don't call myself a healthcare expert. I try to learn fast, but, you know, it's complicated. So that's been, I think, I've been able to change some people's mindset about the world because they've been living in healthcare for 40 years. And then they look at it a little bit from my perspective and they're like, wow, maybe there's another way to do this. But from, I mean, more from leadership perspective, I think in being an entrepreneur, being a CEO, it's been really difficult to turn it to move the company from, uh, you know, being a consumer-driven company in healthcare to becoming an enterprise company and, you know, fully pivoting the company around. I'm really proud about that because, I mean, we were able to do it, of course, not without pain, but we were able to do it in a way that most employees were not impacted. Most employees still stay with us and there was a good humor and good morality on that. So that was really something I was quite happy about. It's really hard. Yeah, no, for sure. And, you know, it just, you painted quite the picture when you said, yeah, you know, people were literally looking for these doctors and calling them on their home phones and holes in the ground when they're, where they expected to be a, <laughs> a hospital. And you really took the call to action in addressing a problem that you found when you were, that really kind of came from your initial journey. And it sounds like you made the pivot and the majority of the folks were not impacted. So that's a big congratulations to you guys and for sticking the course as well. Yeah, and I think, you know, we started uh, six years ago. And if you think about the companies founded at that time, there were a lot of uh, consumer-focused uh, 
help IT companies in San Francisco especially. We can talk about, you know, a few tens of them. And many of them are not alive anymore. And if you look at the Rock Health data from, I think, last two weeks ago, they had a report coming out. And it said that today only 11% of companies are operating in, in the P2C model. And uh, it's 89% are in B2B or B2B2C model, right. which is interesting because when I started, it was 50-50. So that's just telling us that, you know, the consumer focus, it really means that trying to get the consumer to pay for anything in healthcare is going to be uphill battle and likely won't work anytime soon. Yeah, no, it's pretty interesting call out there for sure. And, and so as we near to the end of the interview, I wanted to ask you, there's actually a little thing we do. It's a lightning round. So we're going to build a medical leadership course between Ari and myself. And it's the 101 course of the ABCs of Ari. Tula. And I'd like to write out the syllabus with you right now and ask you a couple of brief questions. There's four of them. And then I'll get your uh, prompt answers to those, followed by a book that you recommend to our listeners. You ready for it? Yep. What's the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? Best way to learn, improve them from the consumer perspective is to find the right person to give you the care. The right doctor can navigate and for you and help you and be your basically quarterback. For your, for your health. What is the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? I think the biggest pitfall to avoid in healthcare, I look from my perspective as an entrepreneur, is to be humble. Don't be cocky. Don't think that you, know, you can reinvent the wheel. Healthcare is complicated. And even our president, I think now, understands that. <laughs> nice. How do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant change? Every day you have to have a leadership team that is one step ahead. You have to lean forward, take risk and never be satisfied. If you stay satisfied for a week, uh, you're done. You can be satisfied for one afternoon, but don't no longer. <laughs> and what's one area of focus that should drive all else in your organization? The customer satisfaction. If we fail our customers, there's nothing more. I mean, we are working in an enterprise environment with limited amount of people. If we fail to our customers, we fail. Fantastic. And, and Ari, what book would you recommend our listeners to uh, read? I think uh, now on the wake of the debate relating to Affordable Care Act. I think it's still really timely to go back and read the book, uh, Peter Bill from Stephen Brill. It's basically the story about how the law became to be and how people defined what it is. And it tells the story, the good and bad about it. And I think I know some of the people now who were doing it. And I think they are some of the smartest people on the planet. And saying that the law is a disaster because it was designed badly is not true. And I think uh, that if you read the book, and it actually reads really well, it's almost like a James Bond novel, almost as exciting <laughs> at times. Highly recommend it. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I, one of my previous guests, Amanda Goltz, she uh, recommended The Bitter Pill, and I read it, Ari. Phenomenal book. So to the listeners, if you have not read The Bitter Pill by Stephen Brill, it is an outstanding book check it out. It's definitely one that should be on your syllabus. And uh, for a link to that book, as well as any of the things that we've discussed here with Ari Tula, go to outcomesrocket.com slash Ari, that's A-R-I, and you'll find the show notes as well as links to all of the resources, Better Doctor, and The Bitter Pill right there for you to check out. And so, you know, Ari, it, this has been fun. I've, re I've really enjoyed uh, our discussion. I wish we had more time. And so before we conclude, though, I do want to give you a chance to just leave the listeners with a closing thought and then share with them the best place where they could get a hold of you. 
I think I do this partly because I believe that you should have meaning in life. And if you have meaning in your work, it, it's already taking you a long way there. And if you are thinking of founding a new company, you know, joining a new startup, don't always only look at, you know, the fun stuff that you might be, you know, comfortable with, but also look at the healthcare. I mean, there are a lot of meaningful companies that are trying to change the game in healthcare. They need good people. And sometimes it's hard for us to find the talent because the talent is not looking at the health. They're looking at, you know, what's happening in social networking, gaming and elsewhere. And we need the best people in healthcare to make a difference. It's going to be hard. But once you get the impact done, you're going to feel really good about it. It's the classic uh, saying that um, I think Steve Jobs uh, was saying when hiring a new CEO to Apple is that you want to go with the uh, sugared water or you want to change the world. I mean, we know how it ended, but you know, That's it's right. still a really great quote. <laughs> and um, you can find me on uh, betterdoctor.com. You can find me on uh, Twitter under Umbar. It's my old gaming hashtag from 20 years ago, the old pirates in, in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, uh, and then, of course, you know, you can follow me on aritula.com. Fantastic. Ari, really appreciate you sharing all your, your words of wisdom here. And Outcomes Rocket listeners, take the challenge that Ari offers. If you're looking to make an impact, make an impact in healthcare and do your part to make it a better place for all of us now and in the future. Just uh, want to give you a big thanks, Ari. Thank you. And also, we are hiring. there you go so if you're looking for a gig check out the show notes but also check out betterdoctor.com as well and see what opportunities are available for you all right thanks so much hey thank you so much thanks for listening to the outcomes rocket podcast be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more. 